radio high five with the explosion. Now it's time for your one and only source for fantasy football news and analysis. Like WCW, this is where the big boys play. With your favorite hosts, Prime Time. He gets his fantasy football advice from 12-year-olds on TikTok. Micah. I put up so many points. And producer Tony. This is the only mic time I get, buddy, so just sit back, relax, and strap it down. Y'all use your podcast as a forum to air grievances. Let me ask you this question. Do you like magic? a shitty podcast like 10 minutes into it i would not listen to this hey fellas i love the podcast music created by brian swanson welcome everyone to the week seven preview show fantasy football scoop and scheiza Ooh, a little german flavor there german poop is that because the nfl is going to germany this week I wish I could say it was that clever. It was just the first language I could think of where I could say poop in another <laughs> language. Awesome. Is that because you all the pooping on glass table videos you watch, Micah? Church of Fudge. <laughs> I am Tony. I am joined by Bishop and Micah, as always. And uh, another week in the NFL and another Taylor Swift, uh, like, love fest on thursday night football last week uh so that got me thinking there's a lot of like chiefs adjacent people that are famous now uh so i i put out a poll who is the most annoying chiefs adjacent person and your your choices were taylor swift jackson mahomes Brittany mahomes or donna kelsey and uh did you guys vote on my poll um, I did. I, I did not because I don't know who any of those people are. All right. Well, Taylor Swift is probably the most famous person on the planet. Um, is that the one that Worm has on his profile and his team name for the last like six years? Yes. Yes. She's a okay. she's a pop star. Uh, I guess similar to Britney Spears back in your day, Bishop, uh, when you knew about stuff. Um, but I, wait, you have girls. How do how do you not know who Taylor Swift is? Um, my kids don't listen to that. They listen to like weird YouTube music. Really? That's a that, yeah. That's, that I don't think they know me. who that is. Okay. Well, anyway, yeah, they sing Misfits songs. The crowd's pretty awesome, man. They yeah, and, and, and they like the Misfits and Less Than Jake. So Amazing. I got that in. <laughs> well, your your kids are hardcore, clearly. Uh, Jackson Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes' brother, who like all he does is dance on the sidelines and posts like. TikTok videos and he's uh he's very annoying. <laughs> so you never, well, you never mean, heard of him? No, he's only annoying if you follow him. I I don't know. <laughs> sure. You know what I'm saying? Like these people can do all their stupid things over there as long as I don't see it, I don't notice it. 
And Brittany Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes' wife, who is just the just <laughs> like a Karen. Do you know what a Karen is, uh, Bishop? Oh, I'm aware of a Karen. Yes, yeah, I didn't she, know she was one though. She definitely is, and uh, she's very like jealous of attention. So like all this Britney's or all this t- excuse me Taylor Swift stuff is like driving her crazy. So she's like going extra mile to like go out and like take pictures and stuff. And then you have Donna Kelsey, who is just about at every Chiefs game rooting on uh, her son Travis Kelsey. Um, I voted for Brittany Mahomes. Micah, who'd you vote for? Well, they're all worthy. Uh, I mean, the Kelsey parents look like uh, like trolls or something. It's like, where did these kids come from? Maybe they're adopted. And then uh, Patrick Mahomes, uh, he clearly he clearly set himself up before he was famous because uh, he is uh, not the winner in that relationship. Uh, no. And uh, his brother's annoying, but I went with uh, Taylor Swift. Okay. Just because it's. I'm, I'm there to watch the football games. I don't need to see constant shots of uh, Taylor Swift and poor uh, L. Michaels, who's like forced to like read like Taylor Swift jokes that Amazon writers make for him. It's like, God damn it. Get the dude a break. Um, so I had the, 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 the three, my, I was living in the year 3000 for that game because Amazon has an alternate broadcast, which is like a stat cast. So, what the stat cast is, is they don't use the normal camera feed. They have a, a all 22 feed that's, that's bumped out a little farther. So I watched that broadcast and I did not see Taylor Swift, not even once on my TV. So there's a, there's a pro pretty tip. awesome actually pro tip for you guys. If you're watching Thursday night football, um, yeah, the stat cast is where it's at. It's, it's awesome. I love it. Yeah, because I cannot stand commentating anymore. Like it is atrocious. That's why I prefer just red zone. Yeah, and yeah, that's all I need. Yeah, check yeah, out. Al Michaels is the only good guy. He's the only one worth listening to, and he's stuck with this hack Amazon writers because all the real writers are on strike. <laughs> that's awesome. <clears throat> all right, well, let's get into the waiver wire. Waiver wire. Waiver wire. Hello and welcome to the week seven edition of our waiver wire recap segment. Uh, almost there. We're almost there, guys. Okay, first up, we've got myself acquiring AJ Dillon running back from the Green Bay Packers and releasing Zach Charbonnet for $23. I, hey. I have lots of questions. Shoot. <laughs> Number one, uh, why? Uh, number two, why that much? I I need someone at running back because this is my bye week uh, at running back because Pollard and uh, somebody else I can't remember right now both have a bye this week. Uh, James Conner's injured, so I'm playing with the shitty backup from Arizona and nobody. Uh, and AJ Dillon's playing Denver, Denver Broncos. I know Aaron Jones might be back, but I I think there's enough room for everyone to score against the Broncos. So I I took a shot. And I'll spend the money. Why not? All right. I didn't even look to see if the, I didn't look to see if there was any other bids. Uh, there was Probably. a zero dollar bid for AJ Dillon, so you could have got him for one dollar. Okay, it's fair enough. I'm not good with money. <laughs> uh, next up, we've got Tony's artificial intelligence. 
acquiring someone named Craig Reynolds, running back from Detroit, and releasing Ezekiel Elliott again for $16. I released Ezekiel Elliott for for real this time, I guess. Um, So David Montgomery got hurt last week. Uh, You guys should know you were at the stadium. But it's a rib injury, and rib injuries are hard to come back from, especially when you're an NFL running back. Uh, I think Detroit is just going to slot this Craig Reynolds guy in instead of Micah's uh, uh, Jabir Gibbs. I think he'll keep the the pass-catching role. But they love to run the ball, and uh, I don't know. I thought that there would be a hot market for this guy, but nobody bid on him, so I could have got him for $0. So... I guess uh, my bid was worse than your bid. At the game uh, after or during the third quarter, they put up a picture of David Montgomery and it said "out ribs." And my first thought is he went out for ribs. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> looks like those are the only two actual money spent. Uh, we got a couple free moves and a couple transactions after the waiver period. So let's start with Team Taylor acquiring the Las Vegas Raiders defense and releasing New England Patriots defense. He has to bid zero because he has zero dollars. I guess. I don't even know what to say about that. Uh, They Uh, play the Bears this week. That's what you can say about it. Oh, smart then. Smart. Uh, Let's see. We got Micah acquiring Pittsburgh Steelers kicker. And releasing Houston Texans kicker for zero dollars. Do they also play the Bears, Micah? Nope. Bye weeks, man. Kickers that have even points flipped a coin, cut the guy in Houston. All right. And let's see. We also got Kowalski acquiring Zach Evans, running back from the Rams, for zero dollars, and releasing Keaton Mitchell. I didn't even know who Keaton Mitchell was, but I'm assuming this Zach Evans is. Taking over Cam Akers since he's terrible now? I'm going to be honest with you. I've never heard of either of those guys. <laughs> so they must be backups or practice squad guys or something. Or Madden-generated names. <laughs> okay. Uh, now into the off-waiver wire. We've got BDI's team uh, acquiring Jordan Mason, running back from San Francisco, releasing Jarek McKinnon running back from Kansas City. I'm guessing this is in case of the McCaffrey injury. Uh, yeah. I like it because I think I'm playing against Bobby Big Balls, so <laughs> he scooped the potential swap guy if he needed to. I'm for it. And we've got Micah swooping in and acquiring Ezekiel Elliott, running back from New England, and releasing aforementioned terrible running back Cam Akers. Micah, have you ever watched the Patriots this season? Unfortunately, the answer is yes. And you still picked him up. And uh, he is less dead and less trash than the other guys in the garbage heap. So I guess uh, the milk's expired. Uh, Fuck it. I got to drink the the two-day-old milk, you know? Yeah, you got to have reach in the back of the cupboard and fish around back there for the least expired material. It's true. Anyway, that'll conclude your waiver wire segment for week seven. There's a letter in your mailbox. 
And we have one email for y'all this week. And it's from Mr. Kowalski. And it reads, This week was pretty boring, eh? Uh, Yes. Uh, Just as a side note to answer that question, uh, this week was a terrible week for fantasy football. Lots of injuries, lots of low-scoring games. Uh, Definitely one to forget. And he continues. LOL Giants. Um, So you probably missed this, Bishop, but uh, the Giants were uh, driving at the end of the first half, okay? They have no timeouts. Uh, They get to the goal line, okay? No timeouts. There's like six seconds left. They run a run play. Actually, Tyrod Taylor like audibles into a run play. (laughs) Saquon Barkley gets stopped at the goal line. And time runs out, they get zero points. <laughs> so, yeah, I did not hear about that. That is that is the LOL Giants, I believe. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're back. They are back. Uh, he goes on. Barkley not scoring on one or both of those makes me a very lucky unicorn. All these weeks on top of the balls has me feeling like a Swifty. And then he ends. And live in harmony, harmony, oh love. Again, um, still haven't had time to Google all these, but uh, uh, one of these days, Kowalski, I will, uh, I will check it out and see what you're up to because I know you're up to something. Are these Taylor Swift references? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I, I, I'm not gonna lie, I've, I, I don't know any of her songs uh, because yeah, I'm, because I'm not a 12 year old girl, unlike your brother. Who knows all the words? I'm sure. Um, Micah, did you hear any Taylor Swift songs when you were hanging out with Worm during the draft? No, actually, we did not listen to Taylor Swift, uh, but he did unironically listen to Creed. <laughs> Creed, huh? Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I was like, I had to step in and put ABBA on. I'm like, no, no, no dice, bro. <laughs> You know, I that's why you're a good friend. You know, you, you you stop a man when he's at his lowest listening to Creed. Yes, that yeah, would it's be. like that uh, that ukulele commercial they have now. That's basically what it was. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Kowalski. And uh, Giuseppe sends in a clip. So let's play that. What's up, guys? Hope your week is off to a good start. It is week seven, and the topic I would like to discuss this week is the over-30 club. Now, outside of quarterbacks, generally speaking in fantasy football, we tend to try to avoid players who are over the age of 30 because we want to make sure that we're not getting them on the downside or wherever the case may be. But if you look at the top performers this year, there's a lot of guys who are over that 30, are 30 or over. So you've got Raheem Mostert, who's the number two running back at uh, the age of 31. Then you've got wide receivers. You've got uh, Keenan Allen's number two, Adam Thielen, Devontae Adams, Mike Evans. All four of those guys are 30 and over in the top 15 at wide receiver. So I ask you guys, uh, do we need to reconsider this, uh, 30, this age of 30 threshold? And also, coincidentally enough, three of those wide receivers I listed, I had on my roster last year, and I was basically in the lottery. So apparently I was a year late and a year early on those old guys. So want to hear your thoughts. Are you more or less willing to take a 30-plus-year-old next year seeing the results that you've seen uh, so far this year? Take care, guys. 
All right. Thank you, Giuseppe, for uh, sending that in. Much appreciated as always. And uh, uh, old guys, Bishop, I think uh, I think you're very qualified to uh, to talk about old guys. Uh, what do you think about Giuseppe's point here? Uh, first, I think I'm younger than all of you. And two, uh, yeah, it's, I don't know what it is about the old players. Uh I tend to draft more old players, except for this year. For some reason, I drafted way, way too many rookies, and it shows. Too many Jets, uh, too. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, now. Uh, yeah, they're just like, it seems like a lot of rookies aren't ready for the NFL when they come in, right? Like, you might have, like, you know, your top two guys that do well, uh, but everyone else, it's like it takes them several years to catch on. Uh, it's a completely different jump from college to the NFL. Uh, there's a reason why people who are older, that means that they've made it through the league longer, right? Because you could have your, your guys, like all those Detroit running backs who have one good year and then they're gone forever, right? The unmentionables, according to Micah, because they couldn't hang. So if you have an older player who's been in the league for a while, that that's proof that he could still hang. Okay. Um, Micah, do you have any thoughts about old guys? Well, I am an evolved human being, and age is a social construct, so shame on Giuseppe for insinuating these old men have no value in society or (laughs) fantasy football. Shame. I'm kind of uh, old guy uh, averse when I'm drafting. I don't really like old guys. I think the oldest guy on my team is Devontae Adams, which he's, uh, I think he's, I don't know, is he is he over 30? Uh, how old is he? Uh, he's been in the league 10 years, so he's definitely over 30. Um, but I guess Giuseppe's team last year, uh, I think Keenan Allen had a hamstring injury where he like missed like the first eight weeks or something like that. And then Adam Thielen also was hurt. Uh, Mike Evans, I can't remember if he was hurt or if it was just a bad year because that was the last year was the last Brady year and that like the wheels fell off of that one. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I would rather lose with younger players than have old guys get hurt. So I guess I don't really, uh, I don't really look to, to draft the, the Keenan Allens of the world anymore. Um, but I would say this, uh, they are one hamstring away from like just being gone for the rest of the season. So I guess uh, they're, they're running lucky right now, but uh, I guess it could, it could flip at any minute. I mean, you've seen some crazy injuries this season to young players, and these, these old guys are out here just like crushing it, Bishop. It's kind of crazy. Do you think the injuries are more or less than they have been in prior years? I feel like it's getting worse, personally. I feel like it is too, and I think it directly correlates to lack of preseason. Yeah, uh, I think teams need to start playing more in preseason and practicing more and shit like that because they're wusses. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you again for sending the clip, Giuseppe, and let's go talk about prediction results. Uh, I led the way with four out of six. Uh, Micah. Came in second place with three out of six, and Bishop only two out of six. Uh, for Are this you week. sure about that? 
<laughs> I, we could check the archives if you want. I, I, I did fuck up uh, last week, but uh, I'm pretty sure I got this nailed this week. Uh, you, you did. I'll take, take your word for it. You did take McLean against you, and you ended up winning. So that is uh, that is accurate. Did did we all take Santino? Uh no. The only person that took Santino was Micah, actually. So now, now I'm checking the tape. <laughs> all right, check the make tape. Me do it. Let me know uh, if I need to make some adjustments. Um. But fun fact, I I picked Santino to win the first three weeks of the season, and he went zero and three. And I have I have yet to pick him since, and he's won three in a row. So I think like Santino is like my uh, opposite uh, opposite day player here. So uh, should be your, your guiding star. Yeah, season long totals. I'm in the lead, seventeen. Micah with fifteen, and then Bishop with fourteen. So let's go to week seven. And we start, as always, in the balls. Mahoney with Turtles, Iowa, Gangbang Thugs taking on Worms, Team Taylor. And holy shit, Turtle is a favorite by 18 and a half points, Bishop. Um, that's a crazy number. Uh, who do you think is going to win this one? Um, I actually think Turtle's going to pull it out this week because Worm does not have a running back. Uh, he might have Saquon Barkley. Uh, it says here he was uh, question or he hurt himself and uh, he's got an ankle injury from Sunday night. Uh, he's got David Montgomery who's out, uh, a few bye week players, and Devon Achan who's on IR. Uh, he's sitting there picking up defenses and waiver wire when he should probably focus on running back. Um, yeah, I don't know what I was going to find there. But even without that second running back position, does Worm have a chance? No, because he also has C.D. Lamb on a bye. Uh, so, yeah, give me give me Turtle. Why not? He's got Cooper Cup back, Amon Ra. I think he could win with those two. Go ahead, Micah. Why don't you take this one? Turtle's definitely going to win this one. Uh, he is due for a win. He has a better roster. Uh, Cooper Cup and Amon Ra are going to have uh, probably good weeks again, going against uh, you know good defenses and all. But uh, they are what they are for a reason. Whereas Worm is uh, starting injured players, he is soliciting for trades for a defense of the message board. He is completely out of it this week, so he's got no chance. I'm picking Turtle. I have to agree. Uh, you you guys nailed all the points here. I, I'm going to talk about. Um, he he does not have a second running back. David Montgomery is not going to play. Uh, Damian Pierce is on a bye. Ty J Spears is on a bye. Devin Achain is on IR. So he needs to make a waiver wire pickup here. Uh, he's going to end up having to cut somebody um, to, to to field the roster. Uh, that's just his running back problems. He's got bigger problems at wide receiver. Uh, he's starting a Rasheed Rice and Zay Flowers. Uh, those are two rookies who have not exactly lit the world on fire. Uh, and he's going up against Cooper Cup and Sun God. Uh, so I think uh, he, Turtle doesn't need much to win this week. I think he uh, takes this one pretty pretty easily. 
<clears throat> Let's go to the next matchup, and we have K-Wall's Robot Unicorn Attack versus Micah's Serbia, and uh, K-Wall is a four-point favorite this week. I'll take this one. I'll lead this off since Micah can't talk first. Um, let's look at the matchups here. We got uh, Kirky Cousins going against San Francisco. I, I, I don't like that. Uh, we've got uh, Calvin Ridley going against New Orleans. I, I, I don't like that. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, K-Wall keeps rolling here. I think he gets a, a big game out of uh, Keenan Allen against Kansas City. Uh, and... Uh, yeah, I, th- I just I think you're gonna struggle this week uh, with some bad matchups here, Micah. So I'm gonna take K Wall. I am also gonna take K Wall, and I will also mention matchups that Tony didn't mention: Josh Jacobs against the Bears, who's gonna run for 200 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, yeah, as bad as Micah's matchups are, uh, Dan's is even better. Uh, he should probably look at getting DJ Moore out of his lineup. I don't know if I would play that dude with. Uh, whatever that guy's name you said the quarterback was in Chicago now. Tyson uh, Bagent, or as I I'm call him. I'm never going to remember that name. T-Bag. Just remember T-Bag. Oh, I, I can remember that. T-Bag. Uh, yeah, so he's got some other options, either Josh Palmer or Michael Thomas even. Yeah, definitely get DJ Moore of the lineup. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm sorry, Mike. I think this is going to be a beatdown. Yeah, I mean, most of my team this week is uh, questionable, so I don't really know who's even going to play just yet. A lot of guys are not practicing or are, are limited. Um, I, I'm thinking I'm probably going to be starting the uh, Washington Redskins slash football team slash commanders quarterback because Kirk Cousins is uh, is trash. I mean, that uh, Vikings team is is a dumpster fire right now. And they're playing San Francisco, so there's going to be a lot of hurt in that game. And uh, the rest of the guys, Devonta Smith isn't doing anything. Calvin Ridley's not doing anything. They're not getting the ball. Jameer Gibbs, I don't know if he's going to play or not. Um, so I don't think I have much of a chance. I'm, I'm definitely picking uh, K-Wall this week. Have you, have you considered starting Sam Howell? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely considering doing that. Like actually, I actually thought I actually had uh, put him in the starting lineup, but uh, oh, I guess oh, I did not. Oh, no. Micah, so, that, that, that Vikings game is Monday Night Football, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, Kirk Cousins does not shine. So. Against the 49ers? On what? No. You can't. Like, as a friend, I can't let you do this. Like, uh, I think we have to intervene here, uh, Bishop. <laughs> Yeah, I would also bench Sam Laporta and put in Curtis Samuel. I think uh, because of your roster limitations with the matchups, uh, you might have a shot if you go balls balls out. You know, uh, start your uh, Redskins connection and see if you could double dip, and you know, go big or go home, Micah. Yep, that's also potentially in the cards. Uh, I got to see all these injuries shake out, so I got to find out who's actually playing, but. Uh... I would say right now I'm definitely leaning towards playing uh, Sam Howell because uh, I think he might be the uh, the true the true calling that uh, that the Serbian Orthodox Church in uh, Lockwood, Florida, was calling me to start. So we'll see what happens. 
All right, let's go to the next matchup, and we have Bishop's Nitro versus Bob's Cocksockers. And uh, Bishop has changed his avatar yet again, and it looks like uh, that Doge meme playing chess. Uh, talk about that first before we get into the matchup. Yeah, I don't know why. I just I looked at it, and I picture Bobby Big Balls as the kid on the other side of the chessboard looking frustrated. <laughs> so this this meme spoke to me. So that's why I chose it for this week. All right. Well, uh, Bobby Big Balls is a four-point favorite in this game, Micah. So uh, why don't you give us some analysis? Who do you think is going to win this game? Well, Tyreek Hill should have a good game, even against the Eagles. He's basically the focal point of that Dolphins uh, offense, as well as Nitro's team for the most part. Um, shaky running backs with AJ Dillon by explaining Denver, so that's uh, that's a positive. And uh, Amari demarcation line, uh, he did really poorly last week. I think at like one point. Um, Josh Allen is uh, not the Josh Allen of old, but they're playing New England. Uh, but um, I like uh, Bobby Big Ball's lineup this week. I think the Buccaneers. Uh, could do quite well against Atlanta. DeAndre Swift keeps uh, delivering points. I, th- I thought that guy's career was over, but he's bouncing back. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, I mean, the guy's not going to stay quiet for too long. At some point in time, he's going to blow up unless he's garbage like Bobby or say thinks. But uh, they paid that guy a lot of money, so he better do something. Uh, starting two tight ends. He's got the BDI special going. Um, I am going to say that uh, Bobby Big Balls takes this one. Interesting. Um, there's some very th- strange things going on in this matchup. Uh, we have Bishop picking up AJ Dillon and he's playing him and uh, Emilio DiMarcado. Um, I don't I don't like that uh, at all. Uh, I think Aaron Jones comes back, so I think AJ Dillon's probably just going to find the bench. Um, but uh, your wide receivers are so much better than Bob's. Um, I think uh, he, he, you mentioned he's starting two white tight ends. Uh, I think Tyree Kill might outscore his entire wide receiving core by himself. And uh, I don't think uh, Baker Mayfield, uh, you got Jonathan Taylor against the I Cleveland will start Browns Cleveland defense. Browns defense. I think that's going to be a bad thing for Bob. And I think Bishop wins this one in a very tight nail biter. So I'm going to take Bishop. Okay, uh, I'm obviously going to take uh, Bobby Big Balls because I have not picked myself all year, and I'm three, two, and one, so it's not looking too bad. Uh, with Pollard and Brees Hall on a bye, my, my like I said, my running backs are terrible. Uh, if Santino didn't pick up Salvin Ahmed last week, I would have definitely used him this week. Uh, but alas, I cannot. So um, I, I have a feeling Christian McCaffrey is going to play on Monday night. So I think he's going to make that swap with George Kittle. Um, so, yeah, I could definitely see cock blockers or cock sockers, whatever stupid name is. Uh, I could definitely see them doing well. Tampa Bay is probably going to bounce back because they got embarrassed by the Lions at home. And driving home, we heard Tampa Bay Bucks radio where they were talking about, like, it's an embarrassment that, like, half the fans there were Detroit Lions fans. <laughs> so they were doing that whole, like, 
the players realized that half the stadium was Lions fans, so they're upset. And it's like, shut the fuck up, because when the Bears had half the stadium and you guys won, you didn't say shit. So uh, Tampa's probably going to try to this week to do really well. I got a feeling all of them are going to go to Chris Godwin and not Mike Evans. So, uh, yeah, give me uh, Bobby Big Balls. Okay. Let's go to the next matchup. And we have my artificially intelligent versus Giuseppe's Ted Lasso way. Uh, I am a six and a half point favorite, Bishop. So do you think I got what it takes to beat that fucking Giuseppe? I most certainly do, Tony. Uh, I think even with some of your guys that are struggling, like Devontae Adams, uh, oh, look, he's playing the Bears this week. Uh, yeah, that's going to be an excellent play. Uh, I even like, uh, what's his name, Eagles quarterback, Donovan McNabb, at home against Miami. Like, I think that game's going to be a shootout. It says over under 52. I think it's going to be 52 at halftime. <laughs> so, yeah, that's going to be a – and I bet you it's going to be a lot of rushing touchdowns from him. Uh, let's see. I don't know why you keep starting Puka Nakua. I'm assuming you have injuries and bye. No, not really. Uh, but I don't think you're going to need him this week. Uh, Giuseppe's got the worst luck in the world. Uh, nothing on his team jumps out at me. Starting a guy whose last name is Downs, which I'm pretty sure is an offensive term. Uh, let's go. Yeah, I'm going to take Tony by a lot. What do you say, Micah? Well, don't sleep on uh, Puka Nakua. He's the seventh best wide receiver this year in fantasy football. And uh, I have a feeling that uh, Giuseppe is going to wish he was eating Portillo's, like at Portillo's, because he's going to be a lot of pain. He's like, I'd rather eat at Portillo's than endure this. I don't think he's going to have a very good week. There's something going on with the Chiefs. Mahomes isn't uh, like he has been in the past. But uh, Giuseppe, if you want to trade for, for Kirk Cousins... I'm your Huckleberry big guy, but uh, I do think uh, Tony's going to win and win handily. All right. Uh, I do think I win this week. I got a lot of action in that uh, Eagles-Miami game. I got uh, I got Jalen Hurts. I got Jalen Waddle. I got a lot, I got all the Jalens uh, in this matchup, uh, so I think that's going to be good for me. Uh, I do not like Jordan Addison versus uh, San Francisco on Monday Night Football. I think that's that's not a great that's not a great opportunity there. But uh, uh, you look at his bench; there's not much there either. Um, I see DeAndre Hopkins on a bye. Josh Reynolds uh, for Detroit maybe might might be a better play. Um, but yeah, uh, we all know B. John Robinson is a stud and a great player, but. Everybody knows that, but the goddamn uh, head coach for Atlanta. So he's not going to give him the ball. He's not going to give him the opportunities. And uh, I think uh, I think I, I I get I get I get an easy W this week. I think uh, I think I wipe the floor with Giuseppe. Let's go to the next matchup, <clears throat> and we have Matt's team spam versus BDI and uh, Micah. BDI is a ten and a half point favorite in this one. So why don't you tell me what's who's who's gonna win this one? What's what's your analysis here? Well, okay, unfortunately, the answer is the answer is BDI. Uh, Jerome Ford uh, has been doing well. I never heard of Jerome Ford until Nick Chubb's leg fell off, and he he's like the man there in Cleveland right now. 
Um, Alvin Kamara, uh, not like the Alvin Kamara of old, as is trend so far with a lot of these players. Um, he is starting. He's starting Jordan Love. Oh man, I guess he has to because uh, his Dak Prescott is on a bye. But Stefan Diggs should have a good game. Um, I don't know, man. BDI said uh, he said some kind of low efforts and some pretty big efforts. I think this is probably going to be uh, another fairly good week for him. So I just uh, have a feeling that BDI will escape with a W. I'll jump in here next, and I'm going to take Matt. And Miami Dolphins quarterback is one of the main reasons why. Uh, I don't like his running backs at all. But I think the Miami Dolphin quarterback will make up for the bad running back play. Oh, my God. He started a Rashawn Johnson, too. Jesus. He's starting he's three in, running backs. He's still in concussion protocol, by the way. <laughs> he doesn't have another receiver. Jahan Dotson. Put Jahan Dotson in. Uh, Mike is going to start start your Redskins. That's what I'm saying. Mike is going to start his Sam Howell. Get your Jahan Dotson in there for Roscoe Johnson, whatever his name is. Uh, I think this is a week DK bounces back. So I think that's all Matt's going to need. I don't like BDI's team uh, at all. Let's see. I like Stefan Diggs. Other than that, oh, he's got a Redskin too. Look at that. Terry McLaurin. Man, see, everyone's starting him. Um, Michael Pitbull Pittman at home against Cleveland. The over under is 40. Gardner Minshew throwing the ball now. Maybe it's going to turn it around for Michael Pittman. He had nine for nine last week with, uh, yeah, so that's that's not bad. But, yeah, just give me team spam. His team seems to be on a roll lately. All right. Uh, unfortunately, I am going to take BDI in this one. Um, <clears throat> all right. Matt is starting three running backs here. So let's go down the line here. Uh, Alexander Madison who is bad, okay? Also going up against San Francisco on Monday Night Football. I don't like that. Raymondre Stevenson, who has not been good this year, hasn't been catching the ball as much as he used to. They get to play Buffalo. So those are two, like, very tough matchups. And then you got Roshan Johnson, who uh, is it still in concussion protocol. He is not cleared to play. And I we're getting kind of late in the week here, so I don't think it's looking good for him to play this week. Um, so I think he's going to end up having to play Jaleel McLaughlin or Jahan Dotson, right? And Bishop's all about Jahan Dotson. Uh, either of those are not uh, great plays, in my opinion. And uh, BDI's got a stud in Stephon Diggs. I think he's the best player in this matchup. So I'm going to take BDI, unfortunately. <laughs> All right, let's go to the last matchup. And we have McLean with Cologne Rocks versus Santino's <laughs> Lucky Wolf. And I will lead this one off. Uh, Santino is a 10.5 point favorite, uh, but neither of these teams have set a lineup. There's one, two, three, four, five, six players on a bye in the lineups here, boys. <laughs> Uh, I think, uh, I think Cologne rocks has the worst of it because he's got Derrick Henry and Joe Mixon and Garrett Wilson on a buy Santino has Jamar chase and a defense on a buy. I guess, uh, 
I would much rather be in Santino's shoes than than Cologne Rocks. I have cursed Santino every time I've picked him, but I'm going to tempt fate. I'm going to fly too close to the sun. I'm taking Santino. I think uh, his team's a little better after all the bye week uh, subterfuge here. So I'm going to take Santino. Bishop, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I'm also going to take Santino. And I don't know. I don't think it's going to be close. I'm trying to like plug in who do you think uh, McLean's going to put in at running back. He's, he's only got one on the running back, right? Rashad yeah, White. got to be Rashad White, right. Rashad White, Eckler, and then he's got to have two receivers. So is that Watson and uh, Deontay Johnson? Yeah, I think Maybe? Deontay Johnson comes back this week, so he'll probably slot him in in there. Yeah, he's got to probably yeah. he's got to probably play two more wide receivers because yeah he's he's gonna have to roll with two running backs here. Yeah, he has to. Um, it's gonna be very difficult for McLean this week. That's uh that's quite the bye week uh, issue. Uh, and Santino's looking pretty, man. I don't know, he's three in a row. I could see it being four in a row. I'll take Santino. What do you got, Michael? So do we know if uh, Cologne Rocks intentionally has three quarterbacks? Uh, yeah, it was definitely intentional because he picked one up. So, yeah. That's uh, odd. But, uh, yeah, this guy, he's got some big holes this week. Uh, he might be in uh, throwing in the towel mode for this week. He probably knew that going in with uh, his two, uh, two of the three big running backs. Um, with the same bye week, but uh, we'll see if he makes some changes or if he's going to roll with some of the guys he has on his bench. Uh, it's probably not going to matter because Santino is rolling on a hot hand. Um, he is uh, quickly moving up the power rankings of fantasy football and promos and life, and um, I don't think he's going to stop this week. I am picking... Santino, even if he does not start uh, Purdy. Okay. Uh, we all picking Santino here. What do you guys got for a breakout player? Bishop, is there anybody that comes to mind oh. here for you this week? Yeah, I already mentioned him. Chris Godwin from the Bucks, dude. Uh, he's got the Bucks quarterback going, Bob. And I, I got a feeling that's going to end my career this week. <laughs> So, yeah, give me Chris Godwin. How about you, Micah? What do you got? You know, I'm going to go with uh, – I'm going to go over to uh, Bobby Big Balls, and I think uh, Jonathan Taylor will shock the world against the Cleveland Browns defense. Um, they may not win the game, but I think he's going to do well. All right, uh, looking at the matchups here, I'm going to take a, a guy that's been pretty bad this season. Uh, I think just for that fact that I can use him as a breakout player, but I'm going to take Patrick Mahomes <laughs> against the Chargers. <laughs> uh, I, I, I just I, At some point, Andy Reid is going to take away Matt Nagy's uh, responsibilities and just like start calling the plays himself. And uh, he's going to take that away, and it could be this week. So I'm going to take Patrick Mahomes as my breakout player. And that's going to do it for Week 7 Preview Show Fantasy Football. Scoop and poop. All right.
show's over, I'm tired. now available on iTunes. Also, email us at scoopandpoop at gmail.com.